Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The Phillies win game one and the Rangers win game two. And we're going to talk all about the baseball. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, episode number 732. We're in the midst of the championship series, and we've got uh, two shutouts. Diamondback 7 won any of their one games. That happened today. And the Rangers win game two, hold on to win by just one run. Both games started pretty loud early on, and the guys who hit homers continue to hit those Homers. This episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. Code JOHNBOY postseason will get you 10% off any ticket, any time. Doesn't matter if you've used mm. the app before or not. You buy a ticket today, 10% off. You buy a ticket tomorrow, 10% off. Code JOHNBOY postseason. Jake, how you doing? James, Trevor, BBD. I'm doing well. I mean, the CSs are both underway now. Um, man. It feels like we've come a long way from the start of that Houston game today. Remember that? That first inning, a bleep, a bloop, and a bloop, bloop, bloop. Uh, and then the first inning of the Phillies game, Snakes game. Also just absolutely electric. Uh, <clears throat> Schwarbo, Harps. I'm doing well. I think you can hear it. You can hear it in my voice, Trev, that I'm, uh, I'm feeling the juices of October. My old uh, documentary. The juices of October. <laughs> um, you know what? It's James gross. asked you how you were doing, and you just started to describe the games. That's for later, bro. That's how like, I'm that's doing. Calm down a little bit. It was. Okay. It was. I was interested in you personally as a friend. That's how I'm doing. I'm sweating. Yeah, that's why you want to hear. You're I'm sweating. sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see. You know what your body temp was like. You're ah. sweating. I get it. You're running hot. Yeah. Um, I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk ball. We got everybody here tonight to talk about these beautiful games that happen. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but I did the 31 blow out the candles, Bryce Harper, which is the new thing. Now everyone's going to be blowing on their fingers when they cross home plate in a home run. Just how it is. Am I, I doing it right? TV. Is this three one for you, Trev, for the viewers at home? For the viewers at home, it is Har- Harper. It looks like he did it backwards and he did it. Yeah. What so am this I? Is me. Hold on. Jake, where this? I can't even do it. Jake, I can't even do it. Oh, you don't have enough fingers? I, no. I, I hope Longo busts out the, the three sevens. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Grabs a teammate's hand. <laughs> Corey Lavella, why are you pinch hitting for Longo? Yeah. Man, if Longo homers and he just opens up his palm and it says, I'm 37, that'd be <laughs> awesome. That'd be really good. Yeah, let him know that'd be awesome. Trev, I haven't slept in... I haven't slept... Like the, over the night, I didn't sleep. So however long that is, so I was going to say 24 hours, but I think it's actually like 36 or whatever. So I might be a bit loopy. Um, I took the red eye flight home. Oh and yeah. I had the one seat on all of the plane in Delta. They gave me a, a redemption code or whatever. Recoup. Um, There's one light bulb that just didn't go out. It was above my head. Oh, on a red eye? <laughs> on a red eye, yeah. Holy. <laughs> That's not what you want. What'd you get a redemption for? I mean, what? I think they gave me fifty bucks. That feels super low. It's five fi- five fifty or five hundred. It should be five hundred. Just for yeah. the light. 
Yes. Yes. I mean, just the one light just being for, on is worse no, than if all Jim, the lights on the flight didn't. Don't tell them just for the light, just for the flight, Pop. Oh, I didn't say That's anything. That's what it is. I, I signed the thing. I was in that window, and there was two sleeping girls to the middle in the aisle, and she's, like, reaching over, like, is this your name? I'm like, they're sleeping. And I, go away. I'm just in my light here. They're only sleeping. one on the plane. It felt like a music video where, like, the guy singing is the only one lit up on the plane. Mm. That was me. Did you sing? <laughs> no, I didn't sing. I just edited all, all flight, so I haven't slept. Yes. You want to burn game one? I can try. Okay. I get there. I'm not there. Subscribe if you if you're new. He's there. He's there. He's there. Game two of the ALCS in H Town. There'd be a Framber alert out for the Astros' offense as Valdez would try to do his part to shut down the Texas Rangers, while local boy Nate Dog Evaldi would try to make it regulate. Top one. Ugh, gross, man. We're covered in Simeon. Throwing error scores one. Garcia, Garver, and Lowe all are single and ready to mingle. Four nothing Rangers after one. But bottom two. Let me see your dawn. Framber's new shoes couldn't stop big time Heim from Homer. And five to one Houston, would we have a problem? Breggy Smalls, I'm sicker than your average. Cuts the lead down. Michael Brantley with the RBI double. And then you're done. Two times. It's five to four. But that would be it from Spores, Chapman, and LeClerc. Nate Dogg goes six innings, three earned run, nine Ks. Texas, they take both games down in Houston. They invented the AC there, John. It's true they did. What a game. What a bad start by Framber. Good start by the Rangers, who score in bunches. They're kind of nuts. 4 nothing, and then they pushed one across later on. Um, was the biggest inning the bases loaded, no outs, that Evaldi escaped? I know that they that did. Was, I know they did eventually start coming back, you know, and add runs, but that was a big one. Yeah, it was bottom five right there. We have, you know, two singles and an air. Then you have a pinch hitter and Yanir Diaz come up come up and he looked outmatched. There's a what do they say in um Hamilton, outgunned, outmatched. There's some song about that. He looked like that. Not even close. And then you get a, a great pitch sequence on Altuve. Actually had it up on my phone. He did the classic, climb the ladder back down to the splitter to get the K on him. Typically, Jose doesn't care about that stuff. But rolled the ladder up, split her down, mm. strike three, and then uh, our boy Thickneck over there gets another chance with a Bregman ground ball, makes the play this time. And, yeah, he escaped it. And it seemed like whenever Evalde got into trouble, like he – and that's kind of what they were saying on the broadcast. You know, he he likes to bear down in those situations. He becomes a little bit different of a pitcher, executes a little bit better, gets a little more nasty, and you kind of saw that throughout the game, dude. Uh, but again, you mentioned it, James. Uh, these big innings, that's that's the story of the postseason. Big, big bunch innings. You come out and you do that right away. Again, how do you quiet a crowd down? You go out and score four runs in the first, dude. You single on the first pitch that you see. I, I kind of love that approach by Simeon. I believe he did it. First two at bats, first two pitches, he saw two singles. Like he was up there swinging. It was clear they had a plan. And then Framber, 
who I didn't know we had a problem throwing the bases. Smoltz kept saying that. Is that like a thing? I don't think it's like a. I think he's had a couple. It's not like, it's not like a Matt Garza. Is that a couple situation? I don't, I don't think it's or, Lester or John Lester. Yeah. But he's. I mean, you zoo that ball in the first, and he tried to like look to third to get Simeon, then he couldn't get back in time, and then kind of uh, snowballed from there. A nice, a really, really nice swing from Adelise Garcia. Uh, and the first inning going the other way, getting the single to right. But I, I, I think that Texas coming out and just throwing that throwing that punch right away, I mean, we've just seen it time and time again this postseason, and they're able to hold the lead. Avaldi, <clears throat> I started making a breakdown a little bit on uh, escaping that jam, so I was slowing down and looking at his pitches a ton. And he was just dancing outside, inside, soft inside, fast outside, soft outside, fast inside. That was a lot of the sequence he was doing. And in that inning to escape it, like it's – it's almost paint by numbers outside, inside, outside, inside. He gets Altuve on a great four pitch sequence. Yeah. Um, that was, that's actually a really cool uh, sequence by Evaldi with his pitches, but he, uh, yeah, he just bared down. He got some chase swings. The first out of that bases loaded jam was a three, two curveball off the zone that he got uh swing and miss, but I, well, I won't move too far ahead, Jake. Well, no, I, I think focusing on Evaldi because, hey, all right, you get the four runs in the first. It's a little messy. There's, you know, Smoltzy was having some good pitcher talk at first because he was like, you know, these none of these are hits, basically, um, until Adolis. He's like, that's the first good swing we've seen. And it's like, yeah, you're half right. Um, but for Evaldi, yeah, it's just fun. I mean, that, that changeup, uh, he threw three straight to McCormick one time. So I think that's the fun part of playoff baseball. Like, it's it's a little less, McCormick. you know, that, that June, you know, evening game where it's like, hey, let's see what Evaldi's got and what he's got. It's like, oh, okay, Chaz, he's not seeing that pitch. I'm going to throw him three straight. Got him. Uh, now, Jordan on the other side, who hits a homer off of him, and that makes him eight for 12 off of Evaldi with five homers or something like that. Uh, it was interesting to see Evaldi go to his cutter because he was all over his straight fastball. But that slight mile per hour difference in a little bit of cut had Jordan foul it off. He threw a couple nice ones to Tucker, Much too. like the final strike of Blitzball Battle 1. Uh, semifinal. The final pitch of the semifinals. I knew where you were going with this. I struck out Trevor. Um, and then I'm Jordan in that situation. I'm okay. And I think also he opened up Jordan with a big curveball, his first big curveball. So watching Evaldi pitch today was a real treat. Um, and then I don't know, you have all the playoff thoughts actually creep into your head because like Montero comes in, he looks good. JP France gives them an effort. And the Astros are chipping away that you're like, wait, 5-4? And you've got, you know, the guys you know coming up that are able to, one swing away, flip the whole tone of this series. It doesn't happen. Uh, LeClerc comes in to save Chapman because, oh, my God, if you <laughs> if you want to watch scary baseball, come watch Aroldis Chapman pitch in these <clears throat> games. Joe's McFly, who has a way with words sometimes, sometimes he doesn't, and it's like the worst words you've ever heard. Sometimes it's beautiful. He goes... The Houston at-bats against Chapman are as comfortable as at-bats as they take. They're just, there's no fear. Like, there's no threat of anything. They either think they're going to hit a home run or walk. Um, and it's just wild to see because he's still, the stuff is hitting hundreds. Like, the off-speed stuff moves a little bit, but. It's either uh, 100, yes, but middle-middle or a ball. Yeah. So that's what I got. Josh I, um... Young. 
Yeah, Young had so, so many balls up there. Ups and downs. A lot of plays for him. You know, the Astros did a good job chipping away. And, you know, you get the three solo homers by uh, two by Alvarez and one by Bregman. The thing that got me in this game was you hit these home runs. Look at the at-bats right after the home runs. You get Bregman – or excuse me, you get Kyle Tucker uh, popping up on a first pitch uh, after the um, the Bregman homer in the bottom of the fourth right there. You know, usually that does not happen. You take better at bats than that. You you know, you hit the home run and then you want to get a rally going. Uh, instead, you get Kyle Tucker, first pitch on a curveball pop up. Jordan Alvarez gets called on strikes. You're not all of a sudden you're two outs, nobody on. And the and the rally's done. The next time uh, Alvarez hits a home run, um, Jose Abreu, two pitches uh, gets out. And then Brantley strikes out after that. So, like, it was the solo homer and then immediately shutting down any sort of a, a crooked number. And again, like you have to play this Astros team so perfectly. You can't let them. I don't even know. It's like when you when you're trying to like un un uh un twist a cap or twist a cap off, and you can't get it, then someone kind of gets it going for you. Then it's easy. The cap never got easy for the Astros. That's the dumbest analogy that ever anyone's ever given. But you know what I'm talking about, dude. No one ever like loosened just, their they lid. They just couldn't string them together. Besides that fifth inning when he got out of the out of the jam when they had the momentum it was quickly put out by nathan uh, you know jordan's got to start hitting some doubles getting some rallies started mm, all these homers jeez he's the scariest postseason bat i think i've seen ever six home runs in six games and what he did last year as well he just it's just inevitable scarier than bryce right now yes yes he's scarier than Bryce. different right types of different factors. types of fear with Bryce, Bryce, Bryce with Bryce, he's a big moment, yeah. Bryce in a big moment, but also I feel like pitchers are like, uh, uh, Bryce will swing real big and miss some. Just try to like, you know, he'll he'll ground some out. Where you're on, it's like if I put anything anywhere in his bat zone, it's a one hundred percent four hundred foot homer. The, the homer against Chapman was a first pitch slider on the black away from him, and it looked like he knew it was coming all along. Yeah, he got he was out extended a little too far, like a little barred out with his arms. It doesn't matter. Scary. It's crazy, dude. He's, he's matchup proof. There's left lefties and righties. His splits are the exact same. Someone pointed out to me because I put out on. Twitter, I don't think he sees people. Know, he he just yeah. It's like if he sees a ball in his zone, he's going to crush. I think it, he just so. has Terminator vision and everything's. Like black, and then there's this red bulb that flies towards him. That'd be an easy video game. Think about it. All you got to do is hit the. It's in slow mo too. I think moving on. If you're an Astros fan, or if you're the Astros, you're you're on you're disappointed, but you're not incredibly uncomfortable. Obviously, they've been here uh, a lot. They're better on the road than at home, and this is where the real. Uh, difference in in squad comes into play, which we talked about in the preview episode. This is where you get Scherzer and whatever he's going to do. You got Heaney, you got Dunning. They have two pitchers they are comfortable with that have performed better than Framber in the postseason uh, this year and like most of uh, two years ago. Uh, so I think if the Astros win Game Three, all of a sudden it, it, in my head it's almost like well they're gonna it's gonna go two two or you know we're they're winning another one. So I think they're set up a little better. They are on the road, but starting pitching-wise, more comfortable. 
the teams that go up 2-0 on the road have won at a 90% clip in this format, but it doesn't feel like that for me. If the Astros, if it was, if it was a reverse series and the Astros went and took the first two games in Texas, what will we be saying? It's over. Like the Astros are going to run this. I don't feel that way, even though the Rangers took two uh, in Houston. I don't feel like, oh, it's over. Now, chances are like they're going to go out and, and win this series. That's, you know, past the past tells us that statistics tell us that but this houston team is a little different so i think that the rangers need to be cognizant of that and just go out and continue to you can't get lackadaisical and i don't think they will these these are professional ball players but i think as a fan you know i'm not a rangers fan but i'm just kind of putting myself in their shoes uh i wouldn't feel like too comfortable just yet because of what you mentioned they have javier and Arquiti going we'll see what max has we'll see the heaney dunny situation before we get back to our guys again but um i don't know i guess just i got snaps for the rangers for doing it dude i didn't think they were i didn't think it was going to be like this if you're houston uh you want that chance to punch first you want to that that top of the first inning max scherzer who hasn't been pitching uh you've got a chance to you said, you know, Texas Texas fans shouldn't feel comfortable. They should feel kind of comfortable that they won two in Houston to start the series. Like, that's best-case scenario. But if in the top of the first inning, uh, Max Scherzer's in his 33rd pitch and there's, you know, three runs on the board, that changes the whole tenor of this series. And everyone's probably going to point to uh, the Nat series, that, that every game in that series, uh, in the 2019 World Series, the road team won. So... Uh, you know, it, nobody, nobody's ever going to rule Houston out till they're dead, man. I mean, that's like, it, it feels like in a scary movie or even like a Austin Powers mockumentary, like until you see them die, they're not gone. I see the body. A couple of things that make me tingle a little bit weary of the Astros right now. And they're kind of silly, but I think they mean something. Okay. Bear with me here. Love this. Uh, Framber. Tries to be like gangster wearing the white kicks out there. Doesn't work for him. He changes the kicks, goes back to the old faithful. Been there, done that. I get it. I'm not really worried about that, but there's a little something there. You look down and you go, these fucking shoes. These fucking shoes. They're too white. (laughs) Shoes. Kyle Tucker going back and forth from BGs to no BGs. Like, Mm. I know that's happened during the year a little bit. He's gone back and forth, but like in the game going back and forth, like it didn't even really. This is stupid. It didn't look like his batting gloves fit right. Wow. He's probably like, what the fuck? Are Maybe you that's doing? what happened. His hands wow. grew. So that's I can't honestly, growth. I mean, I can't imagine doing that, going back and forth. Like Again, I know he's done it, uh, but he's 091 with a 336 OPS in these playoffs. He's searching for something, people. I just wanted to point that out. He's searching for something. And that's not typical. Of this Astros team. It is a Framber. Framber doesn't give a shit. He'll change his glove, his shoes, as you've well documented, James. But Tucker kind of feeling like out of place up there. That's uh, <clears throat> that's a little worrisome for me if I'm a Nationals fan. What would you feel more confident in? Batting gloves or no batting gloves? Or just no, no batting gloves because that's his thing is no batting gloves. But I guess it's he doesn't have enough time to get the, the dirt just right and spit in his hands and do all that stuff. So mm. he's kind of gone back and forth, but dang, man. Mm. Don't love that. He's got to get faster at the spitting. 
and all that. Just hawking a loogie in the hand. I mean, that's that's a sexual thing he's doing there. I do have oh. two follow-ups for you guys. But First one. I was going to do it in between. For one. Okay. Yeah. I don't need a hat. Jake's getting something. Oh. You fuck. I thought you were yeah. doing something for the show. No, man. No. Yeah, he's kind he of is. for the show, but he's in his mind first. right. Um, well, are we done on this series? <laughs> That's what I was trying to ask. Oh. Um, again, like another like longer start to shorten the game and, and, and the Rangers bullpen. This is who they've pared it down to. Spores, Chapman, LeClerc. These are kind of going to be their guys. I mean, they get the job done. Chapman's crazy, but yes. Crazy, but they get the job done, dude. Okay, first follow-up, Trev. I found this quote. Is this the one you were talking about? You just lost your own game. You're outgunned and outmanned. No, it's a, a song in the Hamilton soundtrack, but I, I do like okay. that. That's Step Brothers, I believe, right? Uh, No, it's the other one, the other guys. And then oh, like the other too. update, I found the email from Delta for my voucher. 25 bucks. Yeah, that's... Oh, my... You shouldn't have signed anything. I didn't sign it. I just gave him my uh What'd you sign? You email. said you signed something. She said, is this your name? I said, yes. She said, can you give me your email? I typed my email. I mean, maybe hit a Barstool Big Cat. I think he messed with airlines. Out. Oh, I don't care. I'd, I'd, I'd flex the YouTube numbers there real quick. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. I'll send the email now. They owe you like a thousand bucks, dude. They ruined your fucking flight. They robbed you of a night of sleep. I'm all over it already. Dude, you need a blonde wig chop cut right now, Karen. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Need that In the hills of Calabasas, you're not safe the rest of the episode. <laughs> you're not safe. You need a chop cut right now. You're not safe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to the National League. Jake, burn the game while you chugged your blue moon. It's brought to you by Blue Moon. Even under the bright lights of the playoffs where Trevor Plouffe never went, the Blue Moon Belgium White Belgium-style wheat ale. It's beer that's made brighter. From its bold, refreshing flavor to its beautiful, bright color, Blue Moon is iconic as America's pastime. That Valencia orange peel. Sorry I was looking out for my friend. Jeez. <laughs> Subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgium White. Belgian-style wheat <laughs> ale is a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. And get it delivered. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for fresh baseball merch. Wow. Okay. Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball to find your Blue Moon delivery options. Guys, this is the beer that goes with baseball. It's kind of simple as that for your simple-ass kid, Cody. Thanks, Blue Moon. Oh, baby. Subscribe. It's wheels up to Philly as the defending NL champs and Zach would take on the baby snakes as the milkman, Zach Gallen, tries to deliver for Arizona. But like a 1920s movie, the milkman got jumped by two lefties. Schwarbaum and Bryce, Bryce, baby. It's two, nothing, make it three. Nikki Cass does another home run impression it's three nothing there's harper again four and jt calls the fuzz whoop whoop it's 5-0 after five but these snakes are different 
Perdomo from the windows to the walls. Two-run homer for NL shortstop all-star Geraldo Perdomo. Alec Thomas sacrifices himself for the team, but that's all she wrote. Phillies, Wheeler, Sir Anthony, Alvarado, Kimbrell. Tell me if you heard that before. Phillies take game one in the Illidel 5-3 final. Jake Storielli exclusive. 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 Premier. Premier. The 5-0. That's cop. It's code for cop. Oh. We call them killer whales out here. Yeah. Nice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Phillies uh, opened the game up with a ton of home runs. Well, three kind of. three kind of, and Trey got a hold of his ball, but it was a fly out, or no, it was at uh, Marsh, or someone else hit a hard ball in the mm. first. Boom! Did. Anyway, um, Gallon, very good pitcher, looks really good a lot of the times. Kind of does use the high fastball to set up all his other pitches. Uh, only problem to Schwarber, the first pitch of the game, it was not high. And it was 92 miles per hour, and it was just, like, right in where Schwarber would want to hit a ball. Uh, and then to Harper, same thing. It wasn't high. It was another fastball right in the middle. What did Castellanos get? Same thing? Yeah, yep. it was a fastball away. away. So you heard Tori Lovello say in his, like, mid-game chat, which actually was, like, uh, nice. Tori actually, you know, gave an emotion at least. He was just, like, very honest, like, yeah, he's throwing some bad pitches in some bad spots. I was like, oh, damn. Well, that's Gallon's game is location, mm -hmm. pitch sequencing. He's, like, a real-deal pitcher. He's got good stuff, too. First uh, ball you're talking about, the Schwarber, 92 middle. Yeah. 117 off of the freaking bat. That thing was yeah. as pretty as it gets. There's not many homers and swings that are prettier in baseball than Kyle Schwarber when he absolutely connects on one. Uh, so that was an absolute treat to see. I'm trying to get the um, pitch but, by pitch for Harper here. Well, Trey Turner, the next at bat was four, three four seam fastballs in a row, and Turner smoked one 103, but right at someone. Then Harper gets him first pitch. Bryce Harper, 93 miles an hour, middle up. Yeah, they were just mistake. The they were mistake pitches. Yep. Um, in 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 a game where he's going well and he's more comfortable and I don't know I mean dude he's in Philadelphia pitching the playoffs like things are going to be a little different for you like those are yeah those are on the black and he is starting you off strike one and you're like okay tip your cap now let's go with the at bat instead these guys come on hacking and he makes the mistake dude like that's what this Phillies team does up and down the lineup they can pump you at any given moment mm. and they showed that tonight got punched in the mouth man I mean you know Kyle, Kyle Schwarber, 117. Like, I know that doesn't matter, but it also does. Like, that's that's not, you know. Oh, First pitch made, matters the made, most. made an all right pitch and got beat on it by a great. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> he sends a missile, lights the Philly crowd absolutely on fire. Harper on his birthday, Trev, you've got the kids blowing out finger candles. The guy is the best. Dude, that's going to be everywhere now. Like, I love it. I'm happy he did it. It's great for him. But I can't, like, these eight-year-old kids on the weekend are going to be doing that all the time. And Is it a thing already? Is he going to get credit? Is, he, is it a sorority girl thing? Or, like, that's definitely, like, a <laughs> white girls of Instagram move. Uh, he makes it cool because Harper could make anything cool. But if, I, if you were to say... What group of people do you think blow out imaginary candles? I would say, um, I don't know, like my wife's demographic, Jess and her friends. 
Seems he's like he's the number one yeah. predetermined thing person ever. Um, just his whole outfit, the looks before the game. Like, he came into the game saying, like, oh, when I homer tonight, I'm going to blow out the 31 candles on my fingers. And everyone's just like, okay, dude, I guess if Not you can do that. Not even a cool that. birthday either. It's 31. <laughs> well, I have a question. It's the coolest 31 birthday what if, ever. What if he grew up and his, like, his family and his friends, that's how they always did their birthday. Like that, they would just walk around the house and just be like, five, blow out their own candles. And he's right now learning. But there's a ton it's of tricky just age. Ton of tricky ages. Like we just talked about like the, 17. I'm sure his family has something that the work around there. But like right now he's like, wait, I thought that was a, we were joking. I'm the only one that does that. When Longo Homer's next game, we want him to bust out the three sev. I'm going to text him that. That's write so it on, write funny. it on your palm before. Write it on your palm before and then hit a homer and then just as you cross home, hold up three if sets. You go, if you go these first three and then you throw the okay. set, there's a way to do it. Wait, no, the funniest way is if it says I'm 37. That's the funniest way. If that, it's written in his palm. If it's written, in, if it's written in his palm, he just holds it up to the broadcast. I would even I'm 37. I'd, one up you and I'd say take off the shoe and start doing it old fashioned way. At home plate, homers, shoe off. What's the shoe? How is that the old fashioned way? You start yeah, counting what? with your toes. Oh. You guys never counted? Well, I'm I'm over the fingers. I'm I doing, never had to use my toes to count. I've Karen never teachers used, were yelling at you guys. I've never used brain. my also never used my toes to for that. Yeah, I, you guys I, took different approaches on that. I'm, See? Had you split. I'm getting uh I'm getting it. Do it the old-fashioned way. Okay. It's me. I had something, like, really relevant to say, and you sidetracked me so much that I've lost my train of thought. Hor- okay, horrible though. uniform matchup. Yeah, it's not great. It's not yeah. great. Um, I like reading Trevor Plouffe's stuff. He's got a lot of good I guess, I guess. I guess I want to go to Wheeler now. Yeah. Uh, you know, but after the broken bat single to lead off the game for Corbin Carroll, he retires 15 straight. I mean, you... You do that while your offense comes and slugs homers. I mean, that's that's just keeping the momentum. That's how you win ball games. You know, a, a late little rally there, Perdomo, really nice swing. Because Wheeler is one of those guys, <clears throat> when you watch him throw his fastball, and I don't think I ever faced him, but 97 mm. looks like 97. Like, it looks fast as shit. Like, guys aren't catching up to that. Where other guys you see that throw 97 – I don't know if the perceived velocity, you know, could be lower or higher with him in particular, but like it seems like if he's like, I'm gonna throw it by somebody, he can still just throw it by somebody. It's like easy, you know, nature that he throws the ball and just comes out like a freaking cannon. Perdomo put a real nice swing on a fastball. Um, that's your guy, man. I'm, I'm you know, he's a uh, he made it a game there. They score another one, get it to five three, but that. You know, the Phillies bullpen continues to do their thing. Kimbrell with a great outing gets a double play ball. Here we are. It looks like the Phillies are. I swear, man, they're like a team, not a team of destiny. I don't want to say that, but I I just, I can't see a World Series without them in it. Trev, if you saw the Google Cloud graphic during the game, uh, Zach Wheeler has better extension uh, than the average MLB pitcher, so that could help with the fastball. Due to so the circular joints. You had a yeah. perfect read on that. Um, 
Yeah, for sure. How was your read on that? I have a lot of respect for you and your career. I wanted to ask you about pitchers with two fastballs because Wheeler, what I was really impressed by was he would have his sinker that he would throw down and in, and the guys were swinging over the top of, but he would also throw that four-seamer top of the zone with rise. I I guess how how much of a challenge does that – does that offer when you're facing a guy like that? Because when a guy has one fastball and you're sitting fastball, you know, that's when a lot of hitters make their dough, right? Like, what what does that do to you? I mean, you face a lot of guys that do that, so you kind of have to pick one. You understand, like, when they're going to go to each pitch and what part of the zone they're going to do it in, execute in. Jake Peavy was a guy that could do that. Mm. He could really X the corner. He can go with that backdoor sinker. He could throw the four-seamer up there, even cut it, at, uh, you know, off of that as well. So, uh, you know, that's why he's one of the best pitchers in the league because he can command all those pitches. You know, when you can, when you people can say, I have five pitches, great. How many can you throw for strikes on any given night? Uh, a guy like Wheeler who can command, you know, anywhere from four to five pitches uh, just makes it really difficult because he's going to tunnel everything. And sometimes, you know, you're just trying to eliminate pitches with, you know, each pitcher that goes on the mound. What's he got today? Okay. He's not really throwing that curveball for a strike. Fuck that. It's gone. Um, you know, okay, that fastball at the top of the zone is never a strike. Fuck the fastball at the top of the zone. Let's hit that sinker. But with Wheeler, you can't really – it's difficult to eliminate pitches, you know, especially when he's on. So it does create a problem because you end up guessing, dude, and you just don't want to be a guess hitter against a guy that has stuff like that. You're just – your timing won't He be got bad. Guriel real bad. I was, was that him with the strike three looking? Wheeler? Uh, that might have been Marte. I think it was Marte. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, fastball looking uh, at the end, but yeah, he was dicing people up. It was it was pretty uh, interesting because I was trying to figure out the Diamondbacks' approach, and they basically had like the uh, angsty, um, bad at baseball high school approach. Where you're like, fine, I work the count, I work the fucking count. I'm like, I'll be patient. We need base runners, so they take they take the first pitch, yeah. and, and Wheeler would just drop it in there, and they're like, fuck that, I need to swing, and then Wheeler makes some chase, and they take this big ass swing at a pitch, barely out of the zone, and it's like that sucks. <laughs> You have, yeah, he, you guys are just all over yourselves right now. He was getting ahead of everybody. It was a uh, you know a very dominant outing. I know the end result, even though it's a quality start, six runs, two earned runs. I mean, he was close to you know going seven shutty. You know, but Perdomo puts a good swing on him. Um, Phillies are just there's too much up and down the lineup, man. And I know the Snakes have done that, and they've had you know a bunch of contributions up and down their lineup as well. It doesn't seem. I don't know if there's another team that packs as much of a punch. I mean, I guess you could say the Rangers. I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, it's, it looks like it's going to be the Rangers and the Phillies, and that's going to be – if that happens, I know we're only one game into Your it. Your fingerprints all over that stand. That's World really series. bad to say. I, I just see – I don't know, man. It just – this team looks so good right now. Phillies did their formula. Wheeler was nasty, kicked it to the bullpen guys that you know. They did their thing more or less. It's out of Sir Anthony, who, you know, he has the error there that, that throws a wrench in that inning, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you get a Schwarber, Harper, and Cassiano's home run. It, you, yeah. you, you saw the Phillies. I guess for the Snakes, and this was one of the topics coming in, that you've got two of the best defensive catchers in baseball in Moreno and Real Muto. Uh, Corbin Carroll gets on. Broken bat single. First hitter of the game. Okay, Snakes, we're in Philly. Let's do this thing. We were yelling at the TV, why aren't you running, man? Like, like, let's, like he wanted to. Like, let's do that. And, yeah, he was doing some of the hop steps, and maybe he never got the read. But, I don't know. For me, it's a little bit of, like, if we're being honest, 
kind of what you're alluding to. Snakes are the underdogs, and they're playing with a little bit of house money. Like, go put it on them. Put the pressure on them. You're Corbin Carroll. You yeah. stole 50-plus bags this year. Like, like, show them. Make Wheeler uncomfortable in the first inning. They don't. They get nothing. Wheeler, when he locks in, I mean, it's like one of the more dominant pitchers you see in baseball. I, I think, yeah. you know, when any starting pitcher finds their groove, you start seeing him do that, you know, oh, they've retired the last 10 in a row, whatever it is. Wheeler, it feels like he does that regularly, especially this time of year. Uh, the other thing I'll add to my snakes, like you said, a little Longo Perdomo rally at the bottom of the order. We like that. They get the zero off the board, so, you know, you don't have to do any of that for tomorrow's game. Like, you know, the snakes really, they didn't score yesterday. Like, there's none of that. They played game one. They got beat. They, they gave up three three homers early. Gallon got beat. That's whatever. Um, something that hopefully matters later in the series, if you're a Snakes fan, they go to their secondary bullpen, which we haven't seen because they've won every game. So they mm-hmm. go Nelson Castro Frias. Uh, none of them give up a run. Uh, and they had Ginkle warming up, and we kind of had a moment. You're Kevin Ginkle. Sorry, Trev. Uh, where we were like, is he going to come in? Because, uh, you know, this is a two-run game in the eighth inning. Like, you've got a chance to win an LCS playoff game. Uh, they don't go to him. Frias holds. And I hope for them, there's two things. A, they don't show their A bullpen. So hopefully when they do need to do that, the guys like Harper and Schwarber and Trey and all of them have less looks at them because we know that's a thing come the playoffs. The other thing... Hopefully for Snakes fans, there's a game when if they need to tap into Nelson or Castro or Frias again, that those guys got their feet wet in this series and they can come in and be helpful. What's hopefully, hopefully for Snakes fans, a long series. I think the longer it goes, the more it favors them. I think you made fabulous points, 10 points awarded to you. And in a way, because the Phillies haven't seen the D-backs good bullpen, but the D-backs are so comfortable now against the Phillies' good bullpen because they saw them today. Diamondbacks might have the momentum. I wouldn't go that far. but I, I was just echoing Jake. I don't think that. Yeah. That was just oh, what Jake I, was saying. I don't know about the momentum. I had a thought watching this game, and I was hesitant. I was going to tweet it out, but I was hesitant to the reaction. So I'd rather just say it because I feel like when you say it, the tone matters, context matters. You want Jimmy to read a couple of his replies before you get going? I, I heard. I saw on the stream you were reading some bad ones, <laughs> tough ones, huh? They were being friendly. Just reading the ones you saw. They're being, um, Astros yeah. fans are nice to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fat pussy, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. Some people like that store stuff. Yeah. Um, Zach Wheeler. Uh, when you watch him pitch, he is like create a pitcher, like, you know, in the lab, like he's the guy, like mechanics look great. He's like, he's like, like Steven Strasburg is done playing. But like, it's like Steven Strasburg passing the torch to Wheeler, mm. although Wheeler's like his own person in his own right. But like, it feels very similar to me watching these guys, especially in the postseason. Strasburg was great in the postseason, World Series MVP, all that stuff. He's greater than the regular season when he was healthy. They look almost look identical when they pitch. Like it just like I love guys with super clean mechanics that look effortless on the mound, that are like tall righties that throw gas, that kind of throw, you know, the four or five pitch mix, can locate, do all the things. Like a real pitcher with plus stuff, a power pitcher that is also a, a pitcher, you know, the sequences, it does all that stuff. It's like, we lost Strasburg. He's gone. He's not going to pitch anymore, but we got Wheeler and we're seeing him do it on the biggest stage, man. Uh, I just was thinking about that during the game. Like 
I think we're people are starting to appreciate Wheeler for the type of pitcher he is, but maybe they hadn't. After he left the Mets, you remember his contract when they gave it when the Phillies gave it to him, a lot of people laughed at it that what the fuck are they doing? He's the number three on this team. Noah Syndergaard's the guy you want. Mm. No. Javi. Zach Wheeler. I have a weird, uh, a bunch of stuff came into my head while you guys have been talking this whole time, but the most recent one is Strasburg. Most comparable career in NFL. Andrew Luck. Yeah, but Andrew, yeah. Andrew Luck kind of pulled the plug on his own. And no accord. no Super Bowl. No Super Bowl. That's Andrew the biggest Luck. difference. But, like, you thought they were going to be huge, and then they were, like, good, but then they faded. They were out earlier than you thought, too. I think Strasburg I was not just good. I think Strasburg was great, but then, yes, he had an abrupt ending. Okay. Because of injury. Yeah. Abrupt and earlier than you would have guessed. The other thing that uh, way back Jake was talking about, Gallon not stealing. And, um, not, yeah, not going, Carol. And I thought about a base runner getting the yips and, like, just, like, trying to turn and run, but have their body just, like, feels like they can't. And then, like, watching that, like a video game glitch. And I was wondering, do you think of a base runner's ever got yips, Trev? Oh, yeah. And just stumbles? Yes. Not stumbles, but, you know, pulling the trigger and saying, I'm going to go. I've seen it happen a bunch where – you know, you might get, you might have gotten thrown out two times in a row, and then all of a sudden your confidence is shot. Now you're looking, shit, it's JT Rumoto. He's got the fastest pop time in the big leagues. Uh, Wheeler does a good job holding on, and you just, you freeze. I don't know I'm not saying he's saying that. that. I yeah, just, the thought yeah. process does happen. of 100%. watching someone physically trying to run but can't, uh, like, it, the, like yeah, the end of a marathon out. type person. Yeah. Wheeler, I mean, that, we, that's a real thing. Being afraid to make an out on the base pass and being very um, passive and, and non-aggressive is uh, definitely a thing. Wheeler Strasburg's interesting, Trev. Um, you know, Wheeler, who feels near his prime, like the past couple years and even what he's done this year, and he's been our number one like ERA FIP example guy because he pitches in that ballpark, and previously the Phillies didn't give him the most defensive help. They've gotten better. Um, but you know, Strasburg, I guess what's different is Strasburg got called up and was twirling the pill at 21. Um, and he was kind of done at 30 wheelers, 33 and like doing the damn thing and still looks as good as ever. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, sometimes we see these pitchers age like wine. We see the Verlanders and the Scherzers and yeah, Wheeler deserves to be in every conversation with the top dogs in baseball. And I think, and I'll, I'll point the finger at myself. Sometimes we get a little ERA shy because he's been pitching at that ballpark. But, I mean, the guy can go toe-to-toe with anyone. Yeah, I like listening to people talk after facing him or talk about facing him and um, hear the things they have to say. They were, they were doing some sort of talk on the broadcast, and I don't know who said it, but they said, Wheelers, it's the fastest pitch you're going to see. So perceived velocity mm. to them, they thought Wheeler was just, it just got on you more than anybody else. Regardless of the miles per hour, it's getting on you. It's tough to see. It's tough to pick up. Mm. Have we done this where we, we guessed his uh, his salary? Probably. I guess yes. It's really good for, I mean, so. 16 mil a year. 
for, no, for five years. Well, I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, what the you? contract was. Uh, he's making twenty four and a half this year, which is very cheap for an ace pitcher. One more year, it goes down next year to twenty three and a half. So I mean, I know it's a lot of money, but when you're talking about having an ace like this and having him con- uh, cost controlled at this price, I mean, dude. Like the, the the end of the contract, like this contract is going to end up being a steal for the Phillies. Five years, one eighteen is the total on that contract, and next year is the final year of it. So what is that, Beavers? Five years, one eighteen. It's uh, you know, it's on average twenty three twenty three point six per year. This is luxury tax hit. People are Euro making, for three. They're making forty, bro. I'll say something. I think this game had the most hard-hit balls from both teams combined out of all any playoff game we've seen. Both these teams are just hitting the balls on the screw. It's crazy. I mean, according to the stats, the D-backs had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different batters have a hard-hit ball, 95 miles per hour more. And the Phillies also had seven. Phillies had three guys do it twice. So, yeah, I'm right. No one else check any other playoff box score. Uh, this was the most hard-hit balls we've had in a game. Everything felt crisp. Love it. Nobody else yeah. check. Nobody else check. And wild card round doesn't count, so. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Trev, can you name the player who had the most uh, pos- position player who had the most war on the Oakland A's for everyone on our way out of the show? Yeah, Zach Galoff. Hell Yeah. Favorite player. Fresh it. I knew it. Trevor May. Hey, big guy, tell us how you really feel. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy retirement, man. Congrats, Trevor. Awesome. Jake sucks. Both Trevors. James, did you watch the video? Hey, I'm ripping on Fisher. Holy smokes, bro. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw the clip where he says, except one guy, sell the team. He said a lot more than that. T2. T2. It's getting hot for retirement.